We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Matson. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee, and we are sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Go visit the brewery in Santa Rosa. It's a really great place to hang out. They have really good beer, really good vibes, and always a good food truck, too. Like Some of the photos they post of their food trucks look incredible. Um, so check out the brewery if you can't do that. Or if you do do that and you also want to order beer at home, you can do that at cooperagebrewing.com. Must be 21 and over. And in the state of California, but if you are, they will ship beer directly to your front door. There is no better way to get beer than to have it just dropped off to you. It's really great. Cooperagebrewing.com. All right, let's talk about the 49ers. 13-0 win over the Saints. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Coming to you live from a hotel room in Queen Creek, Arizona. I've been here all week. I streamed the 49ers game on my phone today. Um, and on top of it being a weird just kind of scenario for me, it was maybe the strangest football game I can like remember watching in recent memory. Like I'm sure I've watched weirder games, but you could convince me the 49ers pretty thoroughly dominated that game. And you could also convince me in the same breath that they should have lost. I don't know what to think. Yeah. So I, I got home, I went to the game and got home after the two and a half hour drive thinking about the game and wrote down some, some random things. Yeah. Not some crack, but I was in the sick crack dude for five hours today. (laughs) Um, And I came up with this really, really impressive thought everyone's going to be super impressed with this take um it's no it's it's actually something that it just sounds really stupid but i think it's true um and so here it goes if the 49ers were worse they would have lost like if they were if they so yeah it sounds it sounds stupid but let me explain if they if they were like okay because they're a a pretty good team right it Mm -hmm. felt like a c effort 
if they were not so good team and gave that same C effort, they would have lost. Like they would have. We've seen the 49ers lose that exact type of game before. And I thought the fact, I mean, I know they covered. Dude, the Bears game was that. Right. But like it, the, the Falcons game in 2019, the Pittsburgh game in 2019, the, it was what, week three or week four that season? Yeah. Um, they won that game, but they turned the ball over five times and it was overall just like a pretty ugly performance offensively. Mm-hmm. Now, the defense came to play, but it just felt ugly and disjointed and i do think the saints defense deserves some credit for the way they played like they they really prevented the 49ers from doing just about everything and and you know asking around afterwards it was like the niners were looking at you know like navy fronts one one guy told me that they were basically doing stuff that like reminded them of when they played you know armed forces teams in college like <laughs> like that type of stuff to to stop the run and, you know, we know that the 49ers offensive line, in particular, the interior is probably the weak point of the offense. And when you do want to run the ball as much as they do, you can load up and slow down the 49ers running game in a pretty substantial way. Um, so I do think the Saints defense played well. But, yeah, I mean, look, a win is a win and it's a 13 point win and. You know, if you if you were to say the Niners are going to win by 13 coming into the game, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that that tracks. I mean, they're, you know, they're nine and a half point favorites, but it doesn't really feel like a 13 point win. Like they just caught the Niners caught every break in this game. It felt like like we can go through the list, mm-hmm. but it was it was just one of those games where it's like, man, if they didn't catch this many breaks and if they you know, in, in any other scenario, if they don't catch this many breaks and they play uh, this same level of football offensively, like they easily could have lost. And good teams create their own luck, Chris. <laughs> good teams create their own luck. And again, a W is a W. So like it, that doesn't that doesn't matter. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, you know, they had the nine nothing win against Washington. Yeah. And obviously the rain impacted that. So I'm not going to like react to this game like it it changes who they are in terms of you know whether or not i think they're a good team but it it wasn't a particularly good performance and they got a whole shitload of breaks um and i guess we should go through it like the fumble but, luck right you don't you, they got there were two fumbles that they forced they got both mm-hmm. of them back obviously that's you know that that's a little bit lucky sure the the, the uh crystal lave catch that was overturned ruled incomplete bro to Can me, it looks like two minutes he, on that. He, it looked like he caught it, got two feet down. His left foot hit twice. Then he went to the ground. My thought had always been a ground. The ground can't cause a fumble. But apparently, you know, nobody knows what it catches anymore. And I, I wasn't watching the broadcast. I don't know what Dean Blandino said when he when he went on TV talking he about said it. it wasn't a catch. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a catch, like if he had been running and the ground caused the fumble like that like it he would have just been down right so apparently i i mean i don't know the fact Bro, that he, he had it. he caught the football he caught the football and it looked like he had three feet down um dean blandino said that he didn't make him <laughs> this is my favorite wording in rule books he didn't make a move common to the game which is like if he catches it and then moonwalks <laughs> 
uncommon to the game of football, and then he falls down and drops it, no catch, right? Yeah. Because that's what, so that's what he basically is saying. You have to like turn up field and start to run to complete the catch. Like, no, one to me, once you've secured the ball, I mean, we don't have to, it didn't, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess that was a quote unquote break. Yeah. And it turned into, I mean, that was a 30 yard play that turned into a punt. Um, yes. A 30 yard play that would have gotten him into the red zone. Right. Uh, Jennings getting the late hit right before the touchdown was kind of a gift. Um, the touchdown itself. I mean, that could have been picked totally <laughs> like, insane that that it, it was a, a hell of a play by by Honey Badger to get a hand on it. And it would have taken a hell of a play to pick it. But I was also like, all right, that that, that pass could have been picked off. Um, the Saints missed field goal, obviously a break, uh, which came on a fourth and five that they were going for initially. But Ryan Ramchek false start made it fourth and 10. They decided to kick the field goal instead of going for it there. Um, the illegal contact on Jimmy Garoppolo's interception. It looked like a dubious call at the time. I rewatched the game still dubious. Um, and who knows what would have happened in the game if that, if that was allowed to go regardless of the illegal contact, the illegal contact was away from the play. That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it, that, the illegal that, contact that throw was, was too very problematic. It was to in Jimmy Garoppolo's mind who was like Ray Ray McLeod was the guy who was contacted illegally, allegedly. He wasn't trying to throw that to Debo. No, that was to Ray Ray on the cross. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Taysom sure, Hill. I, I, I mean, widely known red zone target Taysom Hill had a face, had a, <laughs> Had a pass go off his face mask on third down before b- before the fourth down Nick Bosa sack, of which I've watched the replay probably about five or six times. I'm pretty convinced Nick Bosa was offsides on the sack. And Nick Bosa said he thought he was offsides on the sack after the game, too. Um, he also said he thought he wasn't after he watched it. But OK, well, yeah, <laughs> there was. OK, regardless whether he was or not. Samson Ibukon was definitely lined up in the neutral zone on the other side. Sure. So the point is, is like breaks, breaks happen, right? I'm not saying the 49ers deserve to lose this game. They obviously, you know, they haven't allowed a point in the second half of a game in over a month, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's just a crazy thing to do in a football season in the NFL. Um, but I do think like if we're being real about this performance, it wasn't particularly sharp offensively. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't very good, and I think he got a little bit shaky after his left knee was hit, um, and he was very like not happy with with the Saints defensive lineman who hit him in the knee after the game. Um, Garoppolo also thought uh, he got punched in the face on one. Uh, I didn't see the hit, but he said he got punched on the face in the face in one of the hits he took, and he was complaining about the officials and and didn't get any. Um, obviously, didn't get a call for that. So. I don't think I've ever seen him that upset at like, he wasn't like, like demonstrably upset, but he definitely tried to play the like, Oh, you know, it's football, man, but there's no room for that. We have to watch out for each other. There's no room for that in a game. And that wasn't the only dirty hit. It's like, (laughs) yeah, Garoppolo. This was one of like the, this is one game where I think Garoppolo got beat up the most that like I yes, remember watching. he got his ass kicked. Yes. Yeah. 
and which speaks to one like the Saints getting both their starting defensive ends back. Obviously, those mm-hmm. guys are good, Davenport and Jordan. Um, but the Niners' offensive line just kind of got smoked today. I thought, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty big issue. And the Niners' defense bailed them out. And look, you go against Andy Dalton and a Saints team that's not playing super well. They're four and eight now. Um, you know, I, I I'm not going to take anything away from the 49ers' offense for for winning or for the 49ers overall for winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think the appropriate context here is they did not play well and they got a whole lot of breaks and there have been a lot of circumstances in the Kyle Shanahan era where they've had that type of performance and lost. Um, yes. So to get a win there is a good thing. And now, you know, we'll still talk about this game, but next week against Miami sets up to be one of the most interesting games of the year. Yeah. And this is a game. I mean, we kind of talked about it going into the second half. They gave away their like, oh, you can lose to that worst team. You can do that a couple times a year, but they did that already. And they're kind of in a spot now where they can't afford to lose games against the Saints at home with Andy Dalton starting a quarterback. Um, they figured out a way to win on a short week where they were in Mexico City until Tuesday morning. And then it felt like throughout the week, all of the topic of conversation was about how weird and strange the week was for them schedule wise. And I think it showed a little bit and they figured out a way to win when they didn't have their best game. That's yeah. what that's, that's a sign of a good team, even though they looked dramatically different than they did on Monday. Yeah. And they got losses from the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Rams and the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, so overall a really good day for the 49ers. Yes. Um and they're going to be they're going to be games throughout a season like this and you know it's hard to play spectacular football week in and week out and this team has proven that they have a hard time playing after long trips. You know, the Kansas City game came after their their two week stay or I guess their 10 day stay in the East Coast. Um between the Carolina and Atlanta games. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, this game comes on a short week, like you mentioned, after playing in Mexico City, after spending the previous week preparing in Colorado Springs. So more or less, this is that this was a similar scenario to one of those games where they have back to backs on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. given that they practice in Colorado Springs before going to Mexico City to play the Cardinals on Monday night. So it like going into it, I was expecting a sluggish offensive performance, but maybe they would like click, kick into gear at some point in the second half. That never really happened. The defense played well. The defense got turnovers. The offense was was relatively lucky. I say I'd say in, in not turning the ball over. Like there were there were a couple throws, and then there was a legal contact penalty that negated Garoppolo's interception. Like that felt pretty interceptable. Um, so again, like. A few plays here, a few plays there. We can say that about any game, but it could have flipped for sure. Um, but when you're going well and you're on your home field and you're clearly the more t- talented team, you can so occasionally afford a, a C, C-plus performance, and I'm talking about the offense specifically. Mm-hmm. I would say the defense was good, but probably not as good as a shutout would indicate. Mm-hmm. Um 
but you know, overall that like you, you get this win and you run and hide and forget everything about it. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. It's like good win, but also burn the tape. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I don't, I'm more concerned like long-term about the fact that Debo Samuel entered the game with a hamstring issue. You had Christian McCaffrey who apparently during the game had quote unquote knee irritation, which there's no way that's good. (laughs) There's no way knee irritation is something that's like, ah, yeah, no, he's fine. He threw a, threw a new, they did a whole thing on it on, on the TV broadcast. So he had a different brace on his knee, a different contraption on his knee coming out of the half. And then Elijah Mitchell's hurt. He's Kyle Shanahan said that he sprained his other MCL. They think it's less severe than the first one. It looks like he's going to miss some time. I, it's This is where things get problematic for the 49ers. Where, okay, against, against the Cardinals, everyone's healthy. Everyone looks amazing. Holy smokes. They rack up 38 points. Who's stopping this offense? Well, now they're going into a week 13 game against the Dolphins. Where not going to have Elijah Mitchell. Debo Samuel might be banged up. He also dealt with a quad thing in the game. And then Christian McCaffrey is on half a knee. Like that's that's where this could start to become a problem. And Eric Armstead is still not back. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And we talk about the injuries all the time. But like glass half, the glass half full side of this is also like, well, you get six catches and a touchdown from Juwan Jennings. Sure. Right. Like that's good. that. Yeah. Jawan Jennings is really good in this game. And so that's where like the 49ers depth. Like you get a guy like Christian McCaffrey, not only because of what he adds to your offense, but just like the depth, the way your depth improves. Like if you lose one guy, now you just have another guy and you're able to absorb those injuries better, you know? And mm-hmm. so like, you know, Elijah Mitchell, if they didn't have Elijah Mitchell, I mean, look, Jeff Wilson's healthy as far as we know. I, d- I didn't watch the, the Dolphins game today, but I'm assuming Jeff Wilson's healthy. I haven't heard otherwise. But like, if the Niners didn't have Christian McCaffrey right now, and I know you just mentioned he's banged up, you know, do you feel great about Jeff Wilson Jr. if you're dealing with a potential, you know, banged up Debo Samuel? Right? Mm-hmm. It, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, having Christian McCaffrey at least ensures or it is a better insurance policy for injuries because there have been a lot of times where it's like, man, you miss one or two of your key guys. Then it's way harder to win games in the NFL. Whereas like, if you have a lot of guys, okay, you can afford to maybe miss one or two because like, and that's, that's a luxury the 49ers have. And if Juwan Jennings can step up like this while so many other guys are getting attention uh, by, you know, from the opposing defense, like that's that's big for them. And that's that's the type of stuff you need if you're going to win a division like, yes, full stop. Like if yes. you if you get key contributions from guys who are lower on the depth chart. And you, you're able to win games that way, that's how you win a division. And ultimately, that's mm-hmm. like the most important thing for the 49ers during the regular season at this point is just winning the division, like win yes. the division, get a home playoff game. They're in first place now. Like the seating, you know, obviously you want you, you want home field throughout, but the seating is is not the important thing because I don't think they'd have any problem going to Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
or, you know, Philadelphia probably be a tough game, obviously, but you know, like I I just think the most important thing for the 49ers is to win the the division. And so Mm -hmm. to get like, that's how you do it is just get contributions from guys lower down on the depth chart when your other guys are either banged up or it's just not going well. And that's what happened today. Yeah. And I think, I think to um, something, something notable because everything you said is, is right. I don't feel any different about the 49ers and their ability to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl or win the division or whatever. But the, the Jimmy Garoppolo performance on Sunday looked like the type of Jimmy Garoppolo performance that loses a team in playoff game. He wasn't great. And he was really good the last four weeks. And I know he didn't throw an interception or he wasn't didn't have an interception marked on his his stat sheet today. But there were multiple throws that and you're going to miss throws. Every quarterback misses throws. I get that. But there were multiple like interceptable balls and one that did get intercepted, but the penalty brought it back. And that's the kind of stuff they cannot have. Right. Now, again, he did turn a couple of plays that looked like they were going to be sacks into positive plays. That's great. Has to continue doing that. But, man, they were dangerously close to a turnover. And in a game like this, if the Elante Taylor interception had gone down as an interception, we're probably looking at a 13-7 to game. And now the Saints are one weird special teams play away from, you know, being deep in the red zone and and going into score or winning touchdown. Like there's just that it it worked out. It was fine. They got a W, but as this Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, it had kind of turned to, Oh, Hey, he's turned a corner. He's this different quarterback. Now Sunday was a reminder that like, Oh yeah, like he's capable of that game where it's like, Oof. Yeah. A better team probably beats them. Yeah, I was sitting next to our favorite cast member, Nick Wagner of ESPN. Big, big guy. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he mentioned it in, during the game, and, and I agree with him. Like Jimmy just looked shakier after he took that hit to his knee. Mm. And I've said it on this pod a bunch of different times in different ways. Like Jimmy Garoppolo to me has never looked quite the same as he did in 2017 after tearing his ACL early in 2018. Yeah. And that was the same knee and he was clearly in pain and clearly pissed off about it. Um, And he just looked a little bit shakier after the facts. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the second reaction plays that he's been making, like the pocket breaks down and he's able to move and throw on the run in a way that we haven't seen him do frankly in forever. And then it seemed it kind of seemed like he reverted back to like, you know, like maybe that was an element of confidence and physically feeling really good. And now maybe Jimmy's a little bit banged up and we're going to see a different version of him going forward for the rest of the season, which is a little bit. Yeah, which is a little bit scary for the 49ers because that's the position they were in during the playoffs last year. And it forced them to win games despite their quarterback play. Mm hmm. And you're just not going to win a Super Bowl without high level quarterback play. No, like that's I would a, that's say the bottom. Like I don't care how good your defense is. <laughs> like it. I don't know if 
I've ever seen a team win a Super Bowl despite its quarterback play. But I mean, <laughs> I think there are I think there are exceptions that prove the rule, right? Sure. Like Trent Dilfer. But even people throw Brad Johnson in there. Brad Johnson wasn't bad. Trent Dilfer stunk. He didn't even start that season for them. Yeah. But he again, that's the exception that proves the rule. And that was in 2001. But those are also like those were blowout Super Bowl wins for those teams. You right. know what I mean? Like right. that's yeah. the only way you're going to win if, is if your defense is just so dominant and maybe you get a defensive touchdown or whatever. Right. That like it doesn't matter. But like, you know, that the 49ers aren't going to if if they get to the Super Bowl, they're not going to be able to beat the Chiefs or the Bills or whoever they play. If <laughs> or the Dolphins, <laughs> if they if they don't get a good performance from Jimmy, like I, that, yeah. they're, they're just yeah. not, they're good, but they're not that good. Yeah. To do that. So that, that's well, we really saw the thing. <laughs> we, we literally saw it in 2019. We saw that exact scenario play out. Yeah. yeah. Where it was we like, saw it oh man, time. the other quarterback made a play and the Niners quarterback. Couldn't. Right. And that's, that's what happened in the NFC title game. Also turns out Andy Dalton, not Patrick Mahomes learned something today. Andy Dalton made some nice throws today. Andy Honestly, Dalton's a very good backup quarterback. I didn't like I didn't hate the way Andy Dalton was playing today. I thought he was like mostly fine. Like it's I, I was made in, some I really good throws that wound up being incomplete for whatever reason. I wasn't a hundred percent joking when I said Andy Dalton's quarterback in the 49ers next year, isn't he? <laughs> I wouldn't say quarterbacking, like Unless like Trey is going got to be hurt. a quarterback on the 49ers next year. It, yeah. If, if Andy Dalton was a, a, like, I think Kyle Shanahan does like him the way Kyle Shanahan was talking about Dalton after the game, it sounded like, you know, oh, Shanahan God. liked him, but yeah, in terms of a quarterback, you could potentially get if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't come back and you don't end up with Tom Brady, which might happen. Um, Potentially. Like Andy Dalton kind of profiles as the perfect guy to have with Trey Lance, right? In terms of like what the 49ers can likely afford. Right. And I do think they could afford Jimmy if they really wanted to, but it would be easier to get Dalton at a third of the price or whatever. Sure. So anyway, we can we'll talk about the quarterback stuff later. This is a big Andy Dalton house, it turns out. <laughs> I was just impressed. Like a lot of his best throws were like deep incompletions. I was like, man, sure. that could have been. And like he made the throw to Taysom Hill on third down. I don't know why Taysom Hill's the guy like they're catching passes, like one of the biggest throws of the game. They're running a fade to the backup quarterback. The Taysom Hill stuff was all so weird. Like every time they did something weird with him, I was like, that's a win for the Niners defense. Like, what are they what are they doing with that? I don't know. Right. Man. Um, start bench cut Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> start bench cut. I'm starting Mahomes. Okay. Uh, I'm benching Jimmy and I'm cutting Dalton. Oh man. After that performance from Andy today, it's bold. <laughs> he threw make, a lot of really make, strong incompletions. We gonna make Andy Dalton um a running bit in the pod because I'm yes. down. Yes. I'm down. We'll Good. do right, we'll do the Andy Dalton scale of where Jimmy Garoppolo like how Jimmy Garoppolo played in any in any given week. I'm picking him in the six pack next week. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
Was Jimmy better than Andy Dalton would have been in this game? Your thought? <laughs> <laughs> it's the quality of the incompletion that matters. <laughs> no, I mean, was like, it they almost were on was target. the incompletion almost a completion or almost an interception? Well, right. Who's so, to say? I mean, the point is, he hit Taysom Hill <laughs> in the face mask with a touchdown on third down late in the game. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah. I tweeted about this, but I want to talk about it with you. Okay. I think Mark Sanchez got into broadcasting to try and get people to forget about the butt fumble. There were like two or three balls today that hit a player like in the face mask or in the head. And Mark Sanchez went way over the top to talk about it. He's like, <laughs> it hit him in the head. Look, look right here. Off of his head. Oh my God. What an idiot. It hit him in the head. Did you see it? Did you see him in the face mask? He was so <laughs> excited to talk about players doing dumb things. He's like, look at this ball slip through Jimmy Jimmy Ward's fingers. Oh, he should have caught it. Like, relax, Mark. You're in the butt the, fumble guy. It's okay. In, <laughs> I didn't. So I only watched the condensed version when I got home. Mm-hmm. But I do remember Sanchez kind of going crazy. Uh, and this goes to the, the conversation earlier about all the breaks the 49ers got. There was that one pass that Jimmy threw that deflected like 20 feet in the air. Yes. And felt like it was in the air forever. And Kyle Juszczyk so, ended up smacking it down to the ground. Mm-hmm. That easily could have been a pick. But Sanchez like went crazy on that play. Yeah. He's like, look, it hit the guy's head. It hit him in the head. He just, dude, he wanted so badly for just someone to be an idiot. It's like, no, Mark, you're going to have to live that Dan Orlovsky life until somebody else butt fumbles. It's okay. Hey, did you know Chris Harris was on the Saints? I learned that today. Yeah, same. Same He hit Juwan Jennings short of the goal line. I was like, oh, Chris Harris is still in the league. Nice. (laughs) I was, yeah, I was like, wait, Chris Harris, that Chris Harris? It was that very, the the one and the same. The one who just got paid by the Chargers, like, handsomely last year? Yes. Like, Um, was, like, best slot corner in the league guy. Right, right. By the tape heads. Your people. <laughs> yeah, my folks. The people who stay in the lab, been in the lab. Um speaking of the slot. Oh. Uh I think I do think Jimmy Ward's warming up to it. I'm not sure Jimmy Ward's very good at it, but yeah, sure. I don't think he's bad. I he's what he's warming up to it. I my my feel was that he wasn't super pumped initially. Right. Because he was like, man, I'm being asked to play in the slot after playing exclusively safety, like all throughout training camp and everything, like the years leading up to this. Right. Now I'm playing the slot without really any practice time. And he's like, you know, like after the game, he was, I was, he was way happier about it than I was expecting when I talked to him. And he Mm -hmm. just seems very like, you know, he's really trying to get a contract is my feel. Right. And he's just kind of using this as like, all right, well, maybe now I'll be more versatile. And, right. you know, that that'll that'll help me in contract negotiations. And I'm a team guy. Uh-huh. I was willing to make the positional change, sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. So good for Jimmy. The, the I'm stock fascinated. Jimmy, the stock of Jimmy Ward Island, I think, is is doing fine. Yeah, it's doing all right had that injury scare today where he just went down non-contact before a play started. Oh yeah. So very scary. 
Yeah, yeah, Please yeah. explain. So, so he he was like coming on in the field and kind of doing that thing where guys like will hop up on one leg or like do like a high knee type thing to kind of like get warmed up or loosen. And I saw him do it. And then I saw him stop and grab his knee. And then he like looked at it and then went to the ground. And apparently what he said after the game was that he got cleated um, earlier and his knee was like bleeding and mm. he didn't really realize it until that moment. And so he just wanted to make sure his knee was looked at and like everything was cool before he kept playing. Mm. Um, so it wasn't like it looked weird because anytime a guy like does something like that and is non-contact and then grabs his knee and goes down, it's like, uh, right. That's yeah. pretty problematic most of the time, but in this case, it, it wasn't. So I think Jimmy's right. going to be fine. Yeah. Good for him. Um, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like, and we'll obviously talk about this throughout the week, but I'm fascinated to see what they do given the uh, the threat of speed in the Dolphins receiving core and whether they continue letting Jimmy Ward, the free safety, hang out around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That game is going to be fascinating. So I'm, interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it and seeing seeing the Mike McDaniel thing in, well, in d- its and, full glory. Well, and don't forget, Raheem Mostert, I guess, missed this week with a knee injury. But you got Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, River Craycraft, Trent <laughs> Sherfield, the whole gang getting back together. And I can't wait. Do you think Riv Craycraft and Trent Sherfield are, are Tuesday guys? Um, I'm sorry, you said Trent Sherfield. I just know him as textbook Trent. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's actually why the Niners didn't play great today because they've just been all in on on River Cray tape. <laughs> they've been looking ahead to to slow. Oh yeah, down. for sure. To yeah, Trent. Yeah. The the defensive back rooms looked at the looked at the schedule before the year and said that week thirteen game, Craycraft, Sherfield, strap up boys. They should put that. They should put those guys in the promo. <laughs> Sherfield, Craycraft, Jennings, Davis Price, Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> yes, Ginks return. The Ginks return. Um. It feels like, I mean, I, this is probably the game. Yeah, this is the the extra 17th game on the schedule, right? Yeah. In terms of the Dolphins. Yeah, because they don't play anybody else in the AFC East. Correct. Because it does just feel like the Dolphins were here. And that was 20, that was 2020. I believe. 2020. Yeah, because Jimmy, that was the game he came back from the ankle injury too early. Right, right. And, and just played. looked atrocious. Yeah. And they started that one guy off the practice squad. And they should have started Ken Webster. Everybody knew that. And instead they started Rando, who just got obliterated. Right, right. By... Tarverius Moore was on the bench, even though they drafted him to play cornerback, but they didn't yes. feel that he was a good enough oh cornerback. What after... was that guy's name? He got beat so bad that the the like discourse after the game was like, hey, take it easy on him. Was it Brian Allen? That's it. Brian Allen. That's definitely his name. I knew it was super generic. Oh. All right. Was start probably... bench cut. Brian Allen, Tavarius Moore, Chris Harris. I'm joking. <laughs> what were you going to say? 
That was probably Robert Sala's worst. That was like one of the worst decisions I remember Robert Sala making. It was brutal. And not, and again, not Brian Allen did his best, but oof. Yeah. Um, shouts to Robert Sala kicking ass with the Jets. Yeah, Mike White, huh? You, you like to see it. You like to see it. Um, all right, got anything else? I have nothing else right now. I still have to rewatch. I haven't I haven't done the full grind of of rewatching the game yet. Yeah, I left it I left my house at 8:30 this morning, got home at 8:30, threw on the rewatch and then we recorded the pod. So it's been a it's been quite the day going down to Santa Clara from from good old Sacramento. Do you have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time. Did you have any time. chicken strips in the press box? Yeah, I sure did. Their chicken strips oh, are a lot better this year. Um, yep. had a pregame omelet, which was just, I mean, people don't care about press food, but <laughs> normally press food is very mid, I would say. As it, totally. Or, as the youth as, say. Yeah, the youths would also say mid. Super mid. Um, yeah. But generally, Levi's Stadium, they do a really good job with the food. And if you can get there early enough, and you're willing to wait about 15 to 20 minutes in line, you'll get a made to order omelet. And it's sometimes it's just, it hits. hits My, my decision to stand in that line is always dependent upon who I will be standing either directly in front of or behind. So, okay. There's certain people that if they're standing there, I'm like, Nope, not going to have a conversation with that person. Interesting. Yeah. Just, just possible shade being tossed on the pot. Yeah, like Matt Barrows standing there. I'm not going to stand next to Matt Barrows for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I like Matt Barrows very much. Yeah, Matt, Matt's a very good human. Um, it was, yeah, it was good to reconnect with with all the media folks who were there. Good. Is everyone Regularly excited to see you? And here, I'm just asking you questions as a friend now, not as a podcast host. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they fake like, it. Just want to make sure the homie had a good time. <laughs> No, the the media folks, my my media friends, they they fake it when when they see me. They put on a, a good face. No, for sure. Say hi, you know, and then probably talk shit behind my back. But it's all good. Sorry, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I, my I, wife's sitting right here. I can't wait to get off this pod. Just okay. Rash your performance. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Tell Heather I said what's up, yeah, and sure we will was. see you guys later in the week. Subscribe, rate, review. Cooperagebrewing.com. Check out Cooperage. Their beer's awesome. The brewery's awesome. The people are awesome. All those things. Awesome stuff. Shout oh, out to yeah. Cooperage. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.